Hello, and thank you for joining us. Welcome to Overwitch. It's a weekly gaming podcast where your three best friends catch you up on Overwatch and then review another video game to tell you whether it's worth your time. You want me to just keep that take? I can edit out me and Terrence for that. And... I'm, I'm Ray, that's Joe talking, and Terrence is the quiet one, and we're just basically geeking out about Overwatch. <laughs> you realize that a, a quiet one on uh, an audio program is invisible. It's like... Yeah. And that's, uh, oh, and our fourth co-host, Becca, you know, um, she doesn't say much, but she's there. All right, well, thanks so. for listening. You can find us on Twitter, at OverWitchCast, uh, at our Gmail, over at OverWitchPodcast.gmail.com. And... I'm Terrence. <laughs> <laughs> podcast where your three best friends catch you up on overwatch and then review another video game and tell you whether or not it's worth your time i'm joe i'm terrence i'm ray uh how have you guys been doing in overwatch lately i mean any any exciting developments so good (laughs) i've been playing a lot of overwatch um in the past few days which may or may not be healthy uh, I, uh, one day last week I was playing solo. I don't play solo a lot anymore because I'm really bad at team play, but I played as Sombra and Zarya and I got some achievements, some, some cute and pixel sprays for them. I, I specifically want to talk about my Zarya achievement cause it was really good. It was the one where you have to, um, grab bomb, graviton surge, uh, five people. And we were doing it on Hanamura and on, on attack, and I just pulled five of them together, and then Roadhog killed all of them with his ult, and it was a great team play! And then oh, we nice. immediately won, and I felt really good. <laughs> and I actually got a couple thank yous in chat for doing such a good Graviton Surge, so I felt good. Hmm, that's and obvious. then, today, after work, I was playing Winston, and I also got an achievement, uh... I think it was the cute spray for him where you have to rage and then hit five people with your rage. And it, it also helped us win the game. We are also attacking on Volskaya. Yeah, it's on Volskaya. I hate that map. I hate that map. You hate Volskaya? Why? Yeah, it's so difficult. I don't feel like anybody really has fun <laughs> defending I, or attacking. I like that attack on defense a lot. I, I what, have, wait, I, I just like, I, that was a bad sentence. I like that map on defense a lot. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I have mixed feelings about it. I because sometimes I really enjoy it and sometimes I'm just like I can't. Oh, it's over. Thank God. <laughs> um, All right. Well, that's what I've been up to. What have you guys been up to? I played a little bit of free for all deathmatch today, um, and I did really bad. And that's that's about it. That's, that's normal have, for Joe. That's all I have to share. 
going in. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> uh, Terrence. Oh, okay. So I've I've been playing uh, a little bit this past week. So yesterday, when we were playing, uh, one notable thing that I did as Doomfist, which I got commended for, was uh, staying on the point in the first point in Eichenwald, and uh, it was me alone with four enemies because my whole team has been eliminated, and I survived without dying, because <laughs> that's what surviving is, and uh, waited for you guys to actually get there, so that was pretty cool. And then one of our teammates was like, how did you survive Doomfist? And I was like, you know, stop. Yeah. So, that was ass. really cool. That was but really besides cool. that, I mean, you know, uh, the Halloween thing came out today, and that was really cool. That's pretty much all I've been doing this past week in Overwatch, is just being awesome as shit. So... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, same. That really was very <laughs> awesome. Um, so yeah, let's move into the the patch notes. It got it released today. I'm like, I've been looking forward to this. I didn't realize it was gonna start today. This Halloween event. Yeah, um, me neither. It kind of came out of nowhere. It really did, either. and I'm so excited. <laughs> Keep and up, I guys. am feeling so spooky this year. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm really getting in the Halloween spirit, and this has helped a lot. Um, over um, Blizzard has always done really cool stuff with their seasonal events yeah but this is some this is some next level shit um for sure first of all i mean they are releasing a bunch of new skins um yeah this is kind of a rehash of the event from last year just like the summer games was and a lot of people are upset about that because they were loyal players through the first year um but we haven't been <laughs> so we're getting to play all this stuff for the first time and they're adding in new content and all of the old skins that were available last year are available again for a thousand credits, so a discounted price. And the seasonal legendary skins that are new this year cost three thousand credits. So we're gonna be grinding away trying to get as many loot boxes as possible to unlock the really cool ones like the fucking Zarya one. Okay, can is I so cool? Can I just quickly talk about all the new skins? Just really quickly. Just tell I mean, you who they're for. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, that's fine. Okay. They're so good. They're, they're so all good. amazing. So all the new legendary skins are for Anna, Zenyatta, Reaper, Zarya, May, uh, Zarya, Reaper, Zenyatta is what I'm I'll let you read down the list. You have the, I, you have the webpage open, right? They have their names of the skins and not yeah, their actual Yeah, you can't name. tell that that's... Sh that I was looking at both. Uh, <laughs> Reaper and Torbjorn. And I just want to say that the May and Zarya ones are amazing. And Zarya one's very cool. I didn't see the Ana one. I like, she's just a pirate, so that's good. Yeah. I like the gun that she has. It's yeah. so cool. Is it like a pirate musket? It's like a musket with a little, like, bayonet on it. Yes. Uh, she's so, these, these are so good. I hope her parrot does something. What are, what are your favorites? Zarya. She's like, she's like a roller derby disco queen and i'm just i'm just completely in love that it's beautiful May. my favorite is definitely oh you sorry. asked sorry i was answering yes, your no, question right. uh may she's a chinese hopping vampire and i love it i love uh, it, it. it is really it's good so much. good it's and really good. it reminds me of some enemies in super mario land for the game boy my favorite is definitely it's definitely, definitely, definitely Symmetra. Symmetra's one <laughs> is so cool. I love it, really it so much. Very cool. I have no issues with it mm -hmm. in the least. 
but uh, and the fact that she's referred to as a summoner <laughs> is so great. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. So we I played a little it. bit of the the Junkenstein's Revenge uh, event, which is like um, I've never played one of these events before, but it's it's like you you're on Eichenwald, um, and it's the part where if after you have the payload activated, the f- second checkpoint after that with the bridge and the big wooden door and the the castle archway all of that stuff um and you have to play as a team of soldier hanzo anna and mccree you have to play as a team of four and basically you're defending the big wooden door as waves of zomniks come in they're just little zombie robots um and they like slowly advance toward the door if they get to it they'll blow up on it and do damage and then as time goes on different bosses spawn and you have to fight them as well um who spawns first right uh reaper i'm sorry the reaper in his new dracula uh skin which looks awesome good uh but I, i i found that one interesting because all three time, four times we played it, he just he he spawned out way out somewhere, and then he just immediately teleports right in front of us, in front of the bridge. And every yeah. time I freaked out and just threw a grenade at him because I was playing Anna, and I just threw a biotic grenade at him out of fear. And by the fourth time, I was ready. But it's fun. It's I I like the cooperative feel of the PVE-ness of it, which I don't, I haven't seen from an Overwatch event, and obviously I didn't play the Halloween event last year, so it's really cool. Yeah. I also really like the flavor they give us when it comes to um, uh, Reinhardt uh, being the narrator. Um, uh, each of the characters, like, many interactions with each other. McCree's um, joke to <laughs> Hanzo about letting them all drink because of how stressful the situation is. <laughs> I love it. I love it all. I they miss that joke. That's yeah. awesome. There's a lot. There's a lot of unique uh-huh. dialogue in this, um, and it's it's really cool. Um, I'm definitely going to be playing it so much during the while the event lasts. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, so... We also have a lot of, like, quality of life changes and mm-hmm. updates and stuff between the different things. You want to, I think you are a little bit more well-versed in these, right? Do you want to Yeah, I can go, I can go through a few of them. Um, the, one of the biggest general updates is for the ultimate charge. Uh, now when you use your ult, it, it gets used up immediately instead of depleting over time. So I, I haven't seen it in action yet, but I'm. I, I'm using this as an example for May because this happens a lot to me when I'm playing her. Um, whenever I used to play May, I would throw out my Blizzard, but then I would immediately die, and she wouldn't have thrown Snowball out, so my I would retain my ult. I'm assuming now that as soon as I press Q and someone kills me, my ult's gone. Yeah. Regardless. Ouch, 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 uh, ouch. According to this feedback here, like, that... So a lot of people are frustrated, as I have been myself, when you successfully, like, shut down an ult. And then they just come back to life with the ult again. Um, so they're kind of countering that. I'm worried now that there's going to be the opposite frustration where you do die as May and then you come back and you don't have your ult anymore. But honestly, I think that this change is a lot more fair. When you're using your ultimate ability, you should be using it 
carefully and when the time is right. Um, and if you get punished, then yeah, you should feel that, I think. Well, you know, with that being said, uh, it was definitely – it definitely felt nice to me when I first started uh, playing initially because, like, you know, when I used FAR and, like, I instantly try to use my thing and I get shut down, like, right away – Still having that made me feel made me feel good. I feel like I would have been a, if it was as unforgiving as it is now when I started playing. It would have been a little bit more impactful. But yeah, I I do understand that that might be pretty fair. But there has been there's still times where I'm using my alt like right when I'm about to use my alt, I just happen to be focused at the time and just get taken out of the game. So I wonder how that how like that's gonna change the flow of battle when I can't be that risky anymore yeah it'd be it'll be an interesting it's it's a small change but it's very impactful to everyone um other changes there's a few character changes uh for diva there's an option now to where you can manually hold left shift for the boosters or you can just toggle it i really like that because um we talked about diva before how you can fire through her boosters now and while I do really like that change, um, I have gotten used to hitting left click to cancel her boosters, and now I'll be like flying around, like, oh, I have to hit left shift again to stop. So if I'm able to just hold left shift, I might be able to get used to that a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's um, kind of cool. Not gonna lie, I didn't know you could cancel her boosters by pressing yeah, left click. Me neither. So uh, <laughs> I, there's been a lot of times where I'm like, I don't know where to go, but I started boosting. I'm just yeah, just gonna circle around. Well, that was that was before <laughs> exactly, the micro exactly. missiles came out. You like if you you couldn't fire at the same time, so mm. if you tried to, you would you would stop boosting and start firing. Oh, okay. But can now I, you can fire while you boost, so you have to hit left shift again. But no, I do a okay, quick so now question. Yeah, I had a yeah, quick question up? about Diva that I may, I might have just mis uh, misinterpreted this today, but I was holding up her ma- defense matrix, but I was I thought I was also shooting rockets. Is that possible or no? Uh, no, you, you it's possible. Okay. I don't know that you. I think you can. I think you can okay. even start. The micro missiles are separate. They're okay. Skill. Um, you can you can use them even while you're holding defense matrix. You can like start shooting them. Okay. Um, Genji and Arisa's alts. Uh, uh, Genji's Dragon Blade can no longer be interrupted when he's thunder hacked, and then Arisa's Supercharger can be interrupted when thunder hacked. Yes. And uh, Sombra. Oh, Sombra has a thing too, where let's see, her hack interrupts a few of the alts. Oh. Yeah. So I think a lot of this is actually to counterbalance against the thing that they, the big change that they made. So like now, Sombra hacking, hacking somebody interrupts people that are using ults during their cast time. So like if you shoot Anna, Anna while she's shooting her dart out, or Arisa while she's placing down her supercharger, the ult will get canceled, meaning the person will still have it when yeah. they're okay. hacked. Yeah. Um, I that's how I'm reading it. I'm not I'm not positive, but I yeah. think that that's how because. Because that shutdown isn't as powerful as killing a person that is ulting. Um, yeah. Okay. So, and I think that's really. But that's, that makes Sombra really useful. Yeah. yeah. She's I mean, always been useful. Yeah. In exactly. My <laughs> I guess a little bit more useful. That's yeah. always cool seeing more ways to use Sombra. Since, uh, regardless of how useful she is, which she is extremely useful, she's still very niche in my opinion. So, like, a lot of her, all, all, every one of her abilities are very situational, but. The more usable they are, I think that I think that just adds cool ways of like 
making her just as annoying on the team. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of happy to see that. Um, and then, yeah, and then there's a few more uh, updates. Uh, there's some user interface updates. Uh, on assault maps, when you're capturing an objective, there's a the progress bar is broken into three parts now. And I think I noticed this today where it'll fill in with that team's color when it's capturing. And there's like a an animation and also an audio cue, which I guess I missed. I don't know. I'm that I understand what it's saying, but I have not seen it in action. So I guess it's Progress it's just bar. Do you see it under assault maps? Yeah, I don't know what progress bar they're talking about because there's already I think it that means ring. for the Yeah, so I Oh, was it always was there always a color associated? It's, it was white. The, okay, the... it's red and blue now depending on who's catching Okay, that's that's yeah. I did see that today. Yes. Kind of nice, I guess. I don't Yeah. That, and then, all right, <laughs> whatever. And then, and then there's some bug fixes. Yeah. What, Wait, what? there's one thing that you, I know you, Joe, uh, were talking about a while back that you wanted, where the number of defenders on the objective will be displayed along with the number of attackers. That's good because before it said just contested, which honestly was a certain kind of like mind game thing that you can do, but it it, it is helpful to know if there is one person contesting the point. Or if there are four people, like, you know, if you know that you have a couple people up on the point, you want to know what kind of a fight you're getting yourself into. Um, And if you know that there's just one person there, like, oh, I can come in and save the day. But I don't know. That's that's really cool. Um, Mm -hmm. I am glad that they put that in there. Mm -hmm. Um, So now I I, and then what? Oh, it just bug fixes, like you said. I just wanted to finish that off. Yeah, Uh, I. I probably don't want to go into detail on the bug fixes. (laughs) Ray doesn't want to talk about every single bug. No, thank you. Fix the bug that. Fix the bug that. Fix the bug that. (laughs) Like, Um, yeah. uh, We can move on now. Those are the updates. They're fun. Play Halloween things. Yeah, play Halloween things. It's spooky time, and I'm so excited. an endless mode, which doesn't mean a whole lot to somebody who's never played it before, but I do like endless horde wave-based things, so... Uh, if you if you're into that too, give it a mm. give it a crack. Um, okay, now we can move into our reviews, right? Yeah, let's do this. Yeah. So, what game did we review? We reviewed. We we played Limbo for the. It's on Steam. Mm. <laughs> Everyone. Oh. It's probably on the Xbox. Ooh. It is. Uh, I was going to say, it's also on platforms. Uh, can I guess the plot for this one? Before we say anything, I, I do need to get one thing out of the way really fast. What up? What up? There are hidden collectibles in the game, and they are eggs. Now, I know that <laughs> that can be a problem for us on this podcast, but we need to just get it out of the way, and now we can move on. Yeah, I mean, hey, right, tell me, I tell wasn't me thinking those. about that. Thanks. Now I'm gonna be <laughs> laughing because of you. There's so uh, many eggs. eggs. I, I I couldn't. Yeah. Anyway, go Thanks on. For tell, the me, tell, me, tell me what happens in the game, right? Okay, so based off of the name, I think it's about the context sport limbo. Um, okay. So you're at a you're at, you're a at sport. A, you're at you're at a party, and you're playing limbo with friends. But then suddenly you're transported to a dark, spooky forest, and you have to get out by limbo. You have to limber, limber, limbo your. Now way you did out. play like an hour of the game, right? Do you? 
I played half an hour of the game. Yes. And but at what what part of it is a contact sport though? Like like. <laughs> you, okay, if about. you if you're not good at arching your back or like have a lot of core strength, you're gonna make contact with that. Stick. That's not what. Okay, anyway. That's so limbo. <laughs> limbo is the predecessor. Uh, it's by Play Dad, which is a really interesting game studio. Um, and it's the predecessor to more recently Inside. I think everyone heard about Limbo. Um, I never played it. I felt like I knew what it was and what it was about, and I had seen a, some gameplay of it. And uh, having played it, I kind of feel the same way about it. <laughs> um, pretty much everything that I say can be applied to both games. Um, and... Yeah, so I'm just going to try not to talk about Inside at all. I'm just going to stick it, keep it to Limbo, but keep in mind that they're very, very similar. Um, so Limbo is a 2D side-scrolling puzzle platformer where you play as a small boy who wakes up in a dark, spooky forest. Um, everything in the game is black and white or, or grayscale. Um, the, all of the ground that you walk on, the world is black. Uh, the little boy is a silhouette and he has glowing white eyes. Um, and then everything else is shades of gray to give you light in the background and things like that. And that, along with some intense music, along with the very heavy themes of death, all culminates in a very, very tense game. Um, and I mean... As much as there is that feels like it's obvious about Limbo, there's just as much that feels completely intangible. Um, I mean, the game is called Limbo, which refers to what, like, um, the context what purgatory or, or whatever, the state between life and death. And when you first start the game, you start in the forest and you walk a little ways and you jump into a boat and you paddle it across a river. The river sticks, presumably. So immediately from the get-go, there's all this symbolism about life and death, and um, why are you a little boy who's waking up in the middle of the forest? How did you get there? And like, it, it immediately raises all these questions. But there's no dialogue. There's no, there's no storytelling outside of what is in the world and how it acts. Um, uh, so, I mean, you guys both played it a little bit. What, what, what were your experiences with it? My experience, you know, I actually play, uh, was a part of a class that played it like together in high school, senior year of high school. And back then I was, it, it, it seemed intense and it seemed, you know, creepy and it was called limbo. So like, it definitely was creepy, but you know, playing it again alone, for a little bit anyway it it definitely did a great job of you know using all of my senses to make me feel like I was in probably the most creepiest scenario ever while at the same time you know just the like making me feel like I'm in a really creepy scenario while at the same time making me feel like I you know I'm just a little boy I don't know I didn't feel like I was being you know, chased by monsters or anything like that. I know that, you know, throughout the game, you get, you run into scenarios where you're pretty much trying to avoid death, like every slide, but I didn't feel like 
I was in like I don't know. It's it's not I wouldn't call it a scary game. Like I wouldn't call it a horror game. Essentially is what I'm trying to get at. And um but the game gave me a sense of uh of of creepy staleness and like I don't know. I think they did a good job of trying to, you know, give off that vibe with the music, with Definitely. how it looks and just you know, <laughs> no dialogue. That's a huge thing. But uh, overall, you know, I I I like I like playing it. It I do like playing it. <laughs> so definitely right. unlike any other game that I've played before. But yeah. Impressions. I have a lot of feelings about this game. Um, first off, uh, Terrence, when you mentioned, I didn't know that you played this in high school with a class. That's pretty yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but that just takes me to the feeling of isolation when I was playing this game alone and versus when we, I was watching one of our friends play it and I was just kind of in the background. It's yeah, still it's a, felt, it's a different feeling. It's such it? a different feeling where I the sounds are in my ears and I'm just in my room alone and I felt like this little boy who was going into the unknown and I was very afraid the whole time. And I, I did feel like death was around every every corner. Um I I physically and mentally cannot get past into half an hour of this game. Every time I try, <laughs> I have to stop. And it's not it's spoilers, there's a a, a arachnid creature that oh you encounter and it's not uh. that. That's fine to me. It's the things that go along with it, like the the scale and size of this creature, the what you have to do to get past it because there's no way this little boy can kill this thing and side note um like that (laughs) in any video game i ever play spiders are are a strong like problem for me like i can take spiders in real life even but like i don't know something about interacting with a spider that's like way bigger than you are like paralyzes me. It's it's really really difficult. Like I played through the beginning. I told Joe this. I played through the beginning of Skyrim. Like I don't know how many times, <laughs> but I'm still always pause it and like have to be like, okay, it's about to come. Let's take it out as quickly as possible. Like let's just get it out of the way. And it's still equally creepy. But yeah, I yeah that was a huge thing for me. Now they just move it, bad and weird. Yeah, so it's yes. still that's <laughs> not my problem with it. It's. It's the atmosphere, the music, the mm-hmm. entire feeling of the unknown, I guess, yeah. about this and game. That, that is something that these games, Limbo, does extremely well at, is create a mood. Um, mm-hmm. And yes. if you want to feel that mood, this game will do it for you in a heartbeat. Or many heartbeats. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I did not like the spider at all. I... The game is about three oh. hours long if you don't hunt for collectibles. I spent, I beat it in about four hours last night. I did not find all the collectibles, um, but I did, you know, spend some time hunting for them. Uh, and it, the spider was by far the hardest, like the 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 most challenging part to get through, just because of how scary it was. It was so intense. Um, I mean. As with anything, uh, there's there's going to be light spoilers when we're reviewing a game, but this is in the early stages of the game, um, 
after your first encounter with the spider, you uh, you have to walk through a cave, and you end up like getting stuck in its webbing, and there's nothing you can do to, to counteract it. But uh, you can still like move around and jump and, and wiggle and like try to break free. And when I'm I was playing this last night in my room alone in the dark, and uh, I I was like slamming on the controller i'm like pushing the the stick is or the the d-pad and i'm I'm like slamming a like jumping as as much as i can trying to get out and then he the spider like wraps me up into this little cocoon that he's and then he leaves because he's gonna come back and get me later um and then you like you wriggle and you jump and like when i was in that whole scene i'm like no 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 and i have never had such a visceral honest experience with a video game like I, i don't know I'll say things like that if someone else is in the room, but I was alone and I'm like shouting no and like <laughs> like shaking around and stuff because I, I don't want to get got by this spider and I, I don't know that that was that was a really interesting and fun experience to have. Oh, Hi, I'm Ray, and I completely <laughs> suppressed that memory, and that's where I immediately stopped the game, I remember, because I couldn't handle being wrapped up in a spider's cocoon, so, <laughs> gee. Oh, my God, and uh, Joe watched me play through that part, and I uh-huh. paused it right when I got to it. I'm like, you know what, like, like <laughs> I'm telling you the truth when I say, like, when spiders are, like, involved in video games, I do have to pause it and, like, gather myself. Like, I really am just like, okay. It's going to get creepy, Terrence. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just imagine the worst so I can do it and it not be the worst. And it's usually the worst, so. <laughs> so but all the game this... is not about spiders, in case anyone's no, wondering. No, it's after, no well, yeah. after the spider is gone, which takes a while, uh, he never comes back. And there's, there's a whole other slew of things that go along. Now, all of this kind of leads into stuff I want to say about both of these games. And I'll just keep it to limbo, but... Um, it's minimalist in a lot of ways. As I already mentioned, there's no dialogue. Um, I haven't really talked about the gameplay too much, but literally your inputs are left, right, and then jump and grab. So you can grab, like, boxes and stuff and and move them around. Four buttons. Oh, and I guess pause. Um, Four buttons that do stuff in the game. And with that very simple, you know, set of actions you can do, they do some really creative things with the way they build the puzzles, and that is absolutely very commendable. Um, and from here, I'm going to go into things that are both commendations of these games and complaints about them. It's weird. like I feel like there are good things about the games and bad things. And uh, Can I just say it, something real quick? Yeah, uh, please. Um, it, it's when you were talking about the minimalist feel of the game and the controls, it reminded me of how Overwatch isn't that, but yeah. they're both still good games in different regards. And yeah. I just wanted to mention they that. And Overwatch is the opposite of a grayscale. Yeah, oh, like yeah. there's so many colors, but you also have, each character has specific button combinations for different movesets. Yeah, they sets. might actually be polar opposite video games. I think that's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, but, uh, but it also... It also you know that simplicity feeds into the the tone of the game. You feel like a helpless little oh, you're yeah. a little boy. All you can do they, is jump and move shit around. Like you're you're not some superhero. You're mm-hmm. you're stuck in the woods. And then as as the game progresses, you get into like this industrial area, and it 
it, the whole thing, you know, it, it's always a dangerous area, obviously. there's, And that's, this is where I get into the things that I both like and at the same time dislike about Limbo. Uh-huh. Um, the first of which is that the game teaches you by killing you. Um, th- for this one, I'm going to have to compare it to Inside. Um, there are instances in Limbo where you absolutely cannot know what's going to happen until you've already died. It, it does have a very strong visual language for being as minimalist as it is. Um, yeah. But yeah. there are instances where you have to die in order to know that you're going to die by doing that thing. And Inside yeah, yeah. Is, a, is a little bit better about that. I mean, there. when I was playing through Inside, every time I died, I was like, oh, I could have predicted that. I could have seen that coming. I could have done something about that. Yeah. Um, even even if you really couldn't have, the game, the way it was designed, made me feel like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Limbo, there were times that I got frustrated because I the there was a, a last bit that I made Terrence play through before he stopped playing. Um, there are these switches in the forest, and there's big metal things above them, and you see them, and you hesitate because you've been killed a hundred times already. You're like, how am I going to tackle this? You're like, well, there's a big-ass button on the ground. Probably if I hit it, then I'll be killed. So instead, you walk forward so that you can jump over the button, and you're killed. Because the actual button is the things on the outside of the button, which is actually a pedestal. Um, And then you move past it, and there's an identical thing, but it's reversed. Now the button is the button. So you've, you've just been taught the outsides of the button are what's safe, and now you move on, and the button is what kills you. Um, and so you have to do that. You have to get killed both times. And the way that puzzle ends up coming back around is really cool, but there was no way to predict it whatsoever. Well, it, that's interesting that you mentioned that, because I don't know if I'm a fan of learning by dying in games, but with the theme of death and the unknown, with this game, it makes sense. Yes, but I agree. I agree. But the way that, that Limbo is set up, it, not all of the puzzles are like that. Many right. of the puzzles, you do not have to die, but you will. Because... See, but I with the button, specifically that one, there are small indicators that the next side is not a button. Because if you look at the first one, the sides of the platform that are a button are perfectly like rectangular. If you move on, you'll notice that they kind of look like dirt. I mean, they look a little the same. But it kind of looks uneven, and you can kind of tell. I, I was able to, I don't know if you heard me when you saw me playing it, but I, I like, it was kind of like a, a thought guess. I was like, uh, okay, I think that this might, you know. Uh, and, of course, the button is, is the death thing. So, yeah. like, I feel like, uh, you know, I feel like, I feel like it's it's really hard to get through the game without dying. Definitely, I and I, I saw impossible. you, I mean, you, you tackled that a little bit more cleanly than I did, but I think... It, it, you were guessing. It was impossible yeah, yeah, for you it to was, know. It they was are slightly different, but yeah. they're not different in a way that could indicate to you this part's safe, this or like, yeah, even, yeah, definitely even give not, you a safe not. guess on what's safe. And, um, you know, again, yeah, it does feed into the theme and stuff like that, but most of the things in the game, like like you'll go down a really steep hill and then you'll have to jump at just the right time to, to make yeah, it to the yeah, next yeah. thing. And, the first time you go through that, there's a good chance you're going to miss that jump. Like, because mm-hmm. you just don't know what's coming up. But you don't have to. 
if you're paying attention, you might be able to get it on your first time. And there's 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 stuff like that all throughout these games, but there are instances, especially in Limbo, where it just would have been impossible to predict something. And yeah. that's kind of frustrating. Mm-hmm. This gets into something that they do very well, um, which is the the punishment for death is relatively small. Um, yeah. The puzzles are usually contained to a screen, and if you clear the screen, you've gotten a checkpoint. Um, there, there usually aren't many actions that you have to do correctly in order to move on. It's just that doing them correctly can be challenging. Um, so you never find yourself like redoing s- stuff that you've already done and feel like it's unfairly taken away from you when you're killed by something you couldn't yeah. predict. I, there I have are a question to that. What? Um, the if I I the game sets up a mood for sure. But be, and obviously it's a puzzle game. Do the puzzles and the death pull you out of the the experience? It, the 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 puzzles don't, and the death doesn't when it feels like it was earned. When it feels like okay. I I deserve to die there, like oh shit that was my fault. That doesn't pull me out. It's when okay. was, when I'm like when I'm literally contemplating the de- design of this puzzle, like there was no way I could have predicted that. That's so frustrating. Like now I'm you know, and it, it didn't really. You know, it cost me, what, five seconds? But okay. it was five seconds that was completely unavoidable for me. Okay. Um, that, that, was, that was something that took me out of it a little bit. There are exceptions to the praise that I just gave it about um, not taking away too much progress. There's a long sequence where you have to wait for um, water to start filling up a room and you have to wait for this thing to float up, and you float up on it, and like you have to do all these things in a very specific way, and that's all fine. Like it, it took it's maybe it's longer than most of the puzzles. It took maybe a minute and a half to do, um, and once you once you get it all down, great. This ties into the problem with the eggs, though. Um, you need to find like if you want to find the eggs, you have to explore, and most parts of the game are very dangerous. So if you're exploring, you're taking a risk to find an extra thing. And most of the times, um, that's fine. But if if the game wants you to explore and find those eggs, then it shouldn't punish you too harshly for trying to find them. And after this water puzzle, there's an egg. And I I had to drag the pipe that I had used to float up to the other side, past where you're supposed to go. There's a ladder that leads you out. And then you can jump on the pipe to pull a string, but you have no idea what the string is going to do. You assume probably going to lead me to an egg because I, this is extra stuff. Uh-huh. You pull down the string, a pipe lowers, and the egg falls out into water, and you can't get it. So what you actually have to do is pull the pipe past you into the water so that the egg will land on it. But you couldn't have known that. So when that happened, I was like, okay, no, that's fine. I'll do this again. I killed myself, and I had to do the whole puzzle over again. That entire minute and a half sequence of waiting for the water to rise. And it's like, I'm already here. I'm already at the ladder. Like, I've already progressed past this point. This should be saved progress. And I don't know. That was Maybe it was just like an idiosyncratic like experience. But that was one way in which I think that things weren't, didn't, they didn't always mesh correctly. Um, okay. okay, man, sorry. I, I just, 
Uh, I mean, it's a... Does that uh, sound like bullshit to you, or...? No, no, no. It's it's an indie game, so, you know, it's shorter, so there's a lot of stuff to talk about there. I really like indie games for the, the innovation that they bring um, compared to, you know, AAA games, so... Uh, the the fact that being said, go ahead. Uh, that's that's a fair complaint. I mean, even though like what you're saying, it's an indie game and it's much shorter. I mean, I'm not surprised that things like that happen. I mean, if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen in games that are that short because the game is really short. I mean, I played it for like what maybe an hour and I was a third of the way done. Like, that's that's enough for it to be like if you like I feel like I'm actually fairly surprised that the lack of penalty from dying in the game. Because yeah. Because once you solve the puzzle, and if you die and you have to do the puzzle again, you know how to do it, so, you know. Yeah, but it's but, but especially when that's going to make you just wait. Like, I don't yeah. know. And, yeah. and that, yeah. wasn't, that was just okay, one example. There were, other, there were other things that were kind of like that that just didn't seem... And inside, I will say that Play Dead learned from a lot of their mistakes with Limbo. Um, okay. And, and by no means is Limbo a bad game because of this. It's It was just something I noticed while I was playing it, and it's probably because I played Inside first. And uh, I got a little bit spoiled on it um, because Inside's a little bit more well-made. Um, but I think Limbo is still very, very good. But that does leave me into my final complaint about the eggs, which is that there are achievements for some of them, and then some of them are hidden eggs to the point that if you wanted to complete the game, um, it's not 100%, it's 111%. There's no way of knowing that oh. without having found up like some some guide. I mean, there's always like there's like there's another achievement for you to get in this game. I don't know how many more achievements. I don't know how to get them, but there are more achievements for you to get in this game. And it's like in a game that discourages exploration so much and makes you so careful and makes you think like anything and everything is going to kill me and I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> the game it's not a pleasant enough environment for me to want to spend hours in on end trying to find every hidden nook and cranny it's like i wanted to do that with uh grow home grow home is beautiful fun hilarious and i don't care that it's just kind of the big old boring old landscape it's cute and i'll i'll sit around and hunt those crystals all day but these eggs like this i don't want to be in this world yeah um, yeah no i commend you very for being good. there for up to four hours, because I can't <laughs> yeah. do half an yeah, hour. Screw that. That was. It is. It is mentally stressful. Very mentally stressful. Yes. Yeah. And just because of the atmosphere that it gives you, like that's the only reason to. But. <laughs> and this kind of leads into story, um, which there isn't much of. Um, there are things that happen. There are things you see, but. This is another thing about Play Dead that I both like and dislike, which is they don't tell a story. They leave it up to player interpretation, which oftentimes boils down to it feels like they're trying to say something. They're trying to tell us a message, um, and it feels like really weighty and important and like something that's really going to make you think, but... That's boring. Like, yeah. I, like, don't yeah. tell me how intellectually superior you are. Like, it's it's not... it. I When I beat Inside, I was like, hmm, what could this mean? What could that mean? And then the next day, I'm like, eh, I'll play Overwatch, you know? Like, uh, it, <laughs> because of the fact that it doesn't converse at all, there's no dialogue, there's no... I, I don't need everything explained to me, but don't just, just kind of put a bunch of 
big ideas in front of me and say there you know that's mm-hmm. and that's that's kind of what play dead does okay still fun. so <laughs> let's let's so, let's jump that... around what do you guys think of the what do you guys think limbo shana tell us <laughs> oh uh, <laughs> yeah I, what do you oh, i all right um in the half hour that i played it um and you <laughs> know there's a, always a bunch of uh, a child, usually a child, child's journey through um, uh, limbo and you know what, what's the word for it? You said it at the beginning of this purgatory. Video. Purgatory, and usually at the end they succeed in some goal. And I don't know if that's clear in limbo. I don't know if if if, if the goal is just to get home and escape. I don't know, it's, but it, it just feels it just and some are just unclear. So I feel like they it it's been done before, um, uh, and that's not to say it's bad because they they achieved something very good with the environment that they set mm-hmm. up. But I think you're right, storytelling wise, they're pro, and it maybe part of it was they wanted to leave it unknown because of the setting, but on the other hand, having a th- a a thread throughout might have been good. Might have been helpful. Might have made you think more. What do you think the story is about, Terrence? Um, I'm not exactly sure. Just because, uh, with everything being said and uh, the interpretation you have, just based on the the name alone, like nothing really adds up at all. Like, I feel like maybe, just maybe, and this is you know someone who hasn't completed the game, so I could be completely wrong. That maybe they were just trying to make a really creepy puzzle game. And they didn't know what to call it, so they called it Limbo. And, you know, with that being said, I mean, there are some there are some points in the story that, uh, that you know, there's a, there's a lot of yous. Like, there's a lot of people that, that look like they were trying to do what you did, but didn't make it. And I think that alludes to some kind of Limbo-is, purgatory type of feel. And, but besides that, you know... Like, there's spiders, there's brain leeches, like, there's there's a bunch of different stuff that, you know, doesn't really make too much sense. And a, and a huge portion of it not making sense is the whole dying while in purgatory. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Um, I remember uh, when I was looking at some reviews that they said that the plot of this game is this little boy looking for his sister. I don't know where that info came from, but... But I don't know if it's true or not, but it, it I just remember that there might be actual story in the game. Who know? I don't know. Cause there's, there's nothing in the game to, to suggest that concretely. Okay, um, so maybe Playdead said this is the plot and then... Perhaps. Um, okay. okay. I, I don't I'm just think saying. they did because they, they didn't say anything like that about Inside. They, they, they relish on uh, people speculating about what everything means. Like... What does it mean that you start the game in the forest and there's nothing dangerous there until you cross the river Styx? Or is it the river Styx? Until you cross that river on the boat, there's nothing for you to get killed by. Um, what does that mean? Um, and that's that's one of many questions that the game raises and uh-huh. never... I don't, I don't think there's an answer to it, and I think it's like that intentionally. So I don't really think that there is a story to Limbo. You're... You progress the whole time, and 
it's never clear what you're progressing toward or why. And you get to something at the end that feels like a goal, but you don't know why you had that goal and you don't know what that means. And that's all there is to it. Maybe, maybe Limbo isn't about the ending, but maybe it's about all the deaths you had along the way. It's about the journey, yeah. Risk, then yeah. don't play Journey. I've never played Journey. I should. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, is that sounds pretty so, solid. So, Joe, do you think you should spend your Overwatch your Overwatch time Overwatch, playing, it's Overwatch time playing Limbo? I kind of led with this, but I felt like I knew everything about Limbo before I played it um, after I played it as well. I, I didn't feel like I gained anything from actually playing it. It was a tense experience, and it is different playing it than watching someone play it. Definitely. You don't get the same tension. But I, at this point, I, I feel like, no, if you haven't played Limbo yet, I don't think it's worth your Overwatch time. You you already got everything that you were going to get. What about you, game. Terrence? Um, uh, I'm going to go with, I don't think it's worth your overwatch time. Uh, it is a polar opposite game and you know, that, that is perfect for certain people. I'm going to say that I bet that game is a real hitter for a very specific type of person, but you know, I, I wouldn't take my overwatch time to play that game. Uh no, right. go play Overwatch. Limbo's too <laughs> Limbo's too spooky. And, and it's Halloween. Look, if you're into spooky things, go high five Reaper or something and play Junkenstein's Revenge. Um, I th- I agree with Joe that uh, even though I haven't got through the game because I'm too I'm too scared. I'm I'm a little boy. I'm too scared. Um, I th- I feel like I already know what Limbo's about. So. <clears throat> All right. No. All right. No. We all say no. Fuck that game. Fuck indie devs. No, I'm... Okay, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. It's right. still no, a good just, game. It's a great we're game. We're just trying to but, put your information on blast, dude. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's, let's get out of here. Let's get out I of I just want to apologize limbo. for our listeners. I don't think there was a way for us to make the talk about Limbo funny. So yeah, that, <laughs> there, there you it's go. a dark I mean, game. It I is think, a really dark yeah, game. Yeah, no, it really is. And, like... Everything I had to say about it was serious towards yeah. Limbo. <laughs> Guys, how did you like last week's challenge? Boy, howdy. Okay. Ray has lots of thoughts on this one. Aku. Um, <laughs> you can please cut that out. Um, no. <laughs> Ray has a lot of words about this challenge. I went in thinking it was going to be really difficult. So uh, just to remind listeners, our challenge last, last week was to play Team Deathmatch with four support characters. And we played it together, um, and we played it with our friend uh, Jacqueline, also known as JBZ, formerly known as Jane Click around the <laughs> interwebs. Uh, and it was really fun playing four supports on Team Deathmatch. I thought we were going to die a lot, but we kept each other alive, we, we, we killed a lot of people, and... I, I felt an exhilaration that I haven't felt in Team Deathmatch before when we played those four support characters. Nice. Yeah. I like it. What uh, the, the challenge 
You know it's No, Joe, what? Speak. <laughs> well, I I mean, I, I felt like I talked too much during the review again, but I... <laughs> what, right? Oh, I have... Uh, I, I probably should punctuate my bit with, we did not win all the time. No. Uh, no we, we died we won probably times. about half the time. We, yeah. we won about half the time, and I... I guess I'm just taking the challenge torch today. I I think it was mostly due to our composition. Mm-hmm. Um, I played Zenyatta a lot, and I'm Meaning really good with nah. Zenyatta. <laughs> so yeah, don't yeah. play Ana on Team Deathmatch. Yeah, she's a rough one. Anyway. Rough one. Especially not in the four support comp. Um, Zenyatta <laughs> was killer for the, the damage. I mean, so Zenyatta got the Discord. Symmetra was the clincher. Lucio kept us moving and kept them distracted, and yep. I was playing Mercy and, you know, denying them kills, and, oh, got a chance to use Mercy's ult and use the gun a lot, and shit, it's fun. Uh, very good. Um, but yeah, it was a hell of a lot of fun, and we, like, steamrolled the first game we played, and then the second game we played was very close, and uh, we won, we pulled out in the end, and then the third game we played, we got steamrolled. So... I don't really but know. Talk about why we got steamrolled. <laughs> Very important. Oh, because we switched because up our that's comp. Important. We did. Yeah. We did switch up our comp. That's true. I, um, yeah. I don't think that was everything. I mean, we had a different group of people. But the weird part, I think, the weirdest part about this challenge for me was that when we won, the people that we were playing against, every time there was someone on the other team who was like, "You're all just." Uh, you're so cheap doing this cheesy crap. Oh my god, you're so you're you're cheaters. Like, like. As if they couldn't do the same thing. As if playing four supports is somehow an overpowered idea. Like, I don't... We're all weak targets that don't have high mobility. That's that's what oh, supports yeah, are. Like, sure. it, I don't I don't get where that idea yeah. comes from. Um, uh, yeah. Other unless than just you're like, being salty, I guess. Yeah, unless you're, yeah, like, a tight-knit group that's communicating, a support group will fall apart very quickly. Because yeah. Yeah. someone can just pick you off one by one. But yeah. what we were doing was we were communicating, actively healing all the time. We had a lot of trouble with, um, like, if there's a good Widow, <laughs> yep. there's not much we that can do about that. Um, that Surprisingly, is... whenever they thought, thought that switching Bastion was the best idea, it was the worst idea for them. <laughs> their Bastions, I mean, I feel like their Bastions gave us some play of the trouble. games, even though we won. They yeah. have to play the games with but that. Bastion gave like... us some trouble, but we were always able to, to counter it. Bounce eventually. back, yeah. Uh-huh. I yeah. just feel like they're... I feel like it made sense to choose Bastion to try and kill the four supports, but somehow, I it might have been because I could put an orb on them as Zenyatta, and then Symmetra can flank around and just kill him. Yeah. But, and um, they did well, give us trouble. Don't get me wrong. Well, my experience on the uh, competi- on the uh, what do we call those those things? Challenges. Those challenges. There we go. My my thing on the challenges. Right out the gate, we instantly chose the character that we felt like we could help each other the most with, which was you know me using Lucio, Joe using Mercy, Ray using uh, Zenyatta, and uh, Jacqueline, JBZ, J Dog, Jack, Jen Click, using Symmetra. And um, like right out the gate, we were killing it. We were we were really doing a great job. Second game, we did a great job. It was a little closer, but we definitely were doing the most. And then we started switching out, trying to be a little more, you know. Well, let's try the characters, you know. Yeah, no, that was a horrible <laughs> idea. We got blasted like no other. 
uh, they played us again, and we chose the team that we felt more comfortable with. And I think it was it was twenty nine thirty, right? Like, what was the score? Yeah, yeah there was a very close it was, game. It was really yep. close when we lost. I really wanted to win that so badly. But all that to say that it was a lot of fun. I don't think there's anything uh, – I, I do think it's a handicap using four supports. I, I, I don't think that it's not. And, but I do think that the comp that we had then is, is, is usable. Like, I definitely think that that is a team that you can't just be like, oh, here we go, we're going to demolish them, you know. And after uh, playing as that team – Seeing those supports, I feel like I can see him in a different light in team match. Because yeah. as Lucio, I didn't heal once. I was all about making us more mobile, and that that I felt like we I felt like we could work on that a lot. Like uh, Lucio thinking of him, not just ignoring his healing ability completely, makes him focus on mobility, which is kind of an interesting way to play him. You know, there's not many opportunities that people have where they just can speed boost. I mean, I know people who use Lucio are, are definitely focused on healing. They want to get to you. They're probably healing more often than they're moving, but nobody remembers how good it is for, like, Zenyatta to be fast. Like, that's a huge yeah. thing, you know? Like, mm-hmm. um, so that was a good a good way to just feel how characters could be aggressive. A Symmetra with a speed boost is scary. <laughs> that's a scary combo. Like she's in your face. She's putting up shields. She's like fo- following you around. Yes, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun overall. It was a really really fun challenge. I, I really enjoyed that. And with that being said, our challenge for the week that we plan on doing and then talking about next week is. Oh, me. Okay. No, uh, well, Ray? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next we, week's we, challenge, we, we're going to we're gonna get in a group. We need a fourth person still. Um, let us know if you want that to be you. Um, but next week, we or between now and next week, we are going to win Junk and Scene's Revenge on the Expert difficulty. Um, there are four difficulties, Normal, Hard, Expert, and Legendary, and there are achievements for the latter three. Um, hard, we think, is going to be too easy for us, although we haven't managed to beat it on hard yet. Um, but we're going to try to push ourselves and do it on the expert difficulty. And, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be doable, and we'll probably even go further than that and try for the legendary. But we're also pretty bad. So, um, <laughs> As, yeah, we're yeah. pretty bad. As <laughs> um, you, you heard, you, we played four supports. And... Yeah. Oh, we must be awful at the game. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I, uh, we're decent. I'm not going to hide that fact that together as a team, we're a decent Overwatch players. God, what Um, if somebody hears us and they're like, oh, yeah, let's challenge them, and they just, like, wipe the floor. You will wipe us. Yeah, probably. I mean, listen to our sign-off. Yeah, I always end it. You're better than us. And I'm so, not wrong. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that because Junk and Scenes Revenge was fun as hell. And I oh my god, if you it. haven't played it, play it. Junk and Scenes Revenge is very... If It feels different from Overwatch, but it still feels like Overwatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes me, it makes me wish for the thing that I wanted when Overwatch first came out that made me not want to get Overwatch, which is a campaign. Um, <laughs> like, I have always wanted there to be... And now, you know, having played the game, I don't know necessarily that a campaign would fit and a PvE experience as a mainstay would fit, but Junkin Scenes Revenge is very fun, and I'm I'm going to be getting into it probably primarily while this event is active. What game are we doing next week, guys? So we will be playing and diving into the wonderful world of For Honor, which is currently for the PC 
PlayStation 4 and Xbox through uh, one, not 360. Oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah, so that'll that'll be something. If you haven't seen it or heard anything about it, look at it. It's a really really cool game. So I'm definitely gonna just leave it at that because we'll talk about it later. Um, okay. Well, thank you all for listening. Um, really appreciate it. Uh, this has been the third episode of Overwitch. You can find us on Twitter at Overwitchcast. Um, please find us on Twitter there and send us uh, suggestions of challenges to do in Overwatch, uh, suggestions of video games to play and review. We, you can also send us an email at overwitchpodcast at gmail.com. You can leave us reviews on iTunes, please. Um, send us some feedback. Tell us what you need to know, or tell us what we need to know to make the show better. Um, share it with people. I mean, I know that some of you already have been, and we, again, can't tell you how much we appreciate that. Um, looking forward to hearing from you and being back in your ears next week. Um, and until then, I have been Joe. I am Terrence, currently. I am and always will be Ray. And remember, you're better than us. Oh, it's just a lot of